0: i was heading out to get off my face and pick up a stray fuck but i had to record a podcast next on the popcorn for dinner podcast it's slow horses and we are back ladies and gentlemen and today talking about one of the best shows just around kind of like catnip to me because you know it's dark humor plus um, the spa genre. and the spy genre we're talking about slow horses which is on apple tv and today we're joined by my esteemed guest chris connor how's it going chris
1: yeah good man how you doing
0: yeah not bad not bad um kind of always tried to like kind of nail the intro but i always end up watching it and it's just like yeah too much pressure and everything but uh yeah chris is an actual journalist you know i mean normally on here we just kind of have people you know giving our opinions i mean sometimes we do have um actual people in the industry who actually work on shows but you're an actual journalist journalist who works and writes and reviews things so you know it's it's good to have an expert uh, you know once every (laughs) once in a while to actually who actually knows what they're talking about rather than you know people like me you know blabbing along so yeah happy to have you chris happy to have you here to talk about slow horses
1: yeah i'm glad it's such a good show so i'm glad to be able to dive into it
0: and um yeah i guess you can find chris on everything because he kind of reviews all of the <laughs> writes all the publications and reads and watches everything and also you can find him on is it dot
1: yeah flickering Myth is my main um outlet especially for um slow horses so i'll be covering the whole of uh the new season for them
0: absolutely and i think the plan for slow horses for us would be we're going to be covering the entire um season three which should be about six episodes and the plan is to do about two episodes or two slow horses episode in a podcast episode so for example in this episode we'll be covering the first two episodes of the season and uh yeah that's uh should be fun looking forward to it looking forward to talking talking through the show and yeah yeah also, I mean, kind of before we get into the actual nits and grits on the episode, I just kind of wanted to do some house cleaning and tell you guys to please subscribe, review, do all the good stuff. um We do have, we've had quite exciting episodes in the last couple of weeks. We did talk about The Killer, sort of talking about that pre, um, pre um, record, and kind of like our favorite David Fincher films. We do have episodes on Loki um invincible which is back season two scott pilgrim takes off which is um something that I probably need to get around watching because i do enjoy the movie and yeah, also, seen that yet. yeah it's, i think i don't know um i don't know when that's has that even come out yet i'm not sure
1: i think it came out last
0: friday <laughs> it maybe come out last Friday. gosh you have kind of plugged them way more than me and also um yeah we we just off gen v which has come out as well and anything that you guys are watching we've probably covered it so yeah just give us a lovely review kind of what we're doing well what we're doing great who you like who you hate who you want to hear more of less of whose voice annoys you and it better not be me because if you have not none of that but um yeah just anything you guys can do to help but also on youtube as well so you can see our lovely faces and yeah I guess uh let's get into the episode so slow horses i'll read the imdb description so slow horses follows a team of british intelligence agents who serve as a dumping ground department of mi5 due to the korean mistakes yeah that's just once i read that i'm kind of like because i in another life i would have been a spy that's kind of like some personal <laughs> kind of opening up to you now so anything spy is basically cutting it for me i'm sort of I do you even have to sell it for me i'm just there already no watch any trailers i'm there already. And um. Yeah, there was kind of like those one of those um, TV shows that just kind of brought me in. So let's kind of start from the beginning on why exactly you like this TV show so much.
1: It's, it's very different to, um, you know, your typical spy stuff, isn't it? So like your, I don't know, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy mm. type stuff, or, you know, where it's all quite slow. There's a lot of meetings, mm-hmm. not much action, maybe. And, like, you know, you've got your James Bonds and stuff, which are, well, that's slightly different. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of halfway between the two, really. Because yeah, yeah. it's like, the kind of world that George Smiley and stuff are in, mm-hmm. but there's action. Yeah, and it's kind of like old school spies in the 21st century. Yeah, but also Gary Oldman or Jackson Lamb, such a sleaze. It? He like he walks around with holes in his socks. He farts a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Makes racist jokes.
0: <laughs> Makes all uh, the jokes. You know, so
1: yeah, you don't get that in James Bond. You know, it's just it's yeah, uh, and it's just so creative. And I've read all the books, and you kind of think they're running out of ideas, and then they just keep one up, one upping them. Yeah, they get like more not stupid but they get more absurd later on but they make it work yeah yeah like you know and it keeps the humor i think that's important for it as well yeah because it could be like with the subject matter they're going for quite bleak because you know there are like terror attacks mm-hmm. and things but keeping it kind of upbeat and positive is it's kind of what makes it work i think
0: yeah i guess that's kind of what makes it a bit rewatchable because i think i've rewatched especially season one and season two i've watched it like three times and it's like why do i keep on rewatching this And I think, I mean, we did talk about the spy genre as well, but I feel like there's an element of like dark humor as well, which mm. is, I mean, one of my favorite films ever is in Bruges, which has, um, you know, the, um, uh, the two Irish, um, is in Braden Gleason and, um, what's the other guy? I've in his name, but kind of Martin McDonough. Yeah, Colin Farrell, There we go. Martin McDonough. And it's just like dark humor is sort of like my kind of humor that I'd make in, um, mm. in person. So that just sort of, um, kind of feeds to kind of what, um, the sort of things I'd like. And I mean, you did bring up, you know, Tinker Tailor and obviously as you've mentioned that it's based on the books by McCarran. It's sort of like a midway point, isn't it? Because I am anything... So Tinker Taylor's Soldier Spy is one of the books, as one of like the smiley um, collection written by this um, author called John Le Carre, who was an ex-MI5 and ex-MI6 agent who had to use a pseudonym to write all these spy books. And all his movies I've kind of watched. He's sort of like my favourite. I've ever read, I think I've only read like one of his books, but I've watched all the adaptations so far. So I think that's another reason why I do like the spy genre is because, I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of what kind of spy movie are you looking for? Is it, there's obviously an element of betrayal, there's mystery, there's secrets, all these sort of intelligence kind of things that you're um, watching and you're experiencing on TV. And it's one of those things why I think it makes what, slow horses is so good but at the same time he does mix it up with there's kind of that not jokey but a bit more upbeat in that sense because gary oldman is just you know a complete firecracker in this in this tv show isn't it and it's quite funny because when you watch tinker taylor the i'm so just by the movie he's like extremely stoic and reserved yeah. and doesn't really say much unless he has to and on here he's I mean, completely off the rails, and it's just once he—it's like once he comes on on your screen, you just have to watch. You just have to. This guy—he's one of the best
1: TV characters. Well, obviously, he's not like originally a TV character, but like as a TV character, he's one of the best in years because yeah. he's just like you don't know what the hell he's gonna do next. Absolutely. If he's, gonna, if he's gonna fart on you, he's gonna like <laughs> you, or he could be serious, you know, because he doesn't always just you know do euphemisms he has moments in the show and the books where he's just you know straight to the point and and knows what he's doing
0: absolutely absolutely and it's um i mean it's a really really good performance by him i'll probably say it's my i think it's the best tv show on apple either that or or i mean severance is pretty good as well to be fair that's a really interesting concept so i think it's one of those two
1: silo yeah it's meant to be good as well yeah but yeah i think this is definitely up yeah
0: definitely not the morning show
1: because <laughs> it's, i've not watched that yet I mean, but that was like their big first one wasn't it like the first one out was the it, gate I ted lasso before that oh but ted lasso would be up there for me yeah, as well although yeah. i didn't like the third season quite yeah much i think before. that sort
0: of like kind of nosedived eventually but
1: first two are very good whenever
0: i mention the morning show pod blanka they like just Rolls his eyes and like hangs up straight away <laughs> <laughs> so that's really it's not very good but um yeah that's the morning show and this is uh so the horse i mean kind of like before we kind of get to the nitty-gritty of the episode i'm um, just like the spy genre in media um it's a bit interesting this because it's not really because normally it sort of follows the political climate the spy movies so initially we had world war Two, of course so we had movies mm-hmm. on world war Two and hitler and um, the nazis in that sense then i think the, the valkyrie was one of those movies but you sort of move along to the cold war which i think has the best yep. kind of spy this is kind of where spies were literally multiplied tenfold where you had like you know John O'Curry and all those sort of other forms of media you know tinker taylor spy who came in from the cold and other um tv shows and movies along that line then i think After that, you did have, I think it was 9-11 was kind of like the next major um, flex point in terms of, I'm not, I don't think there was one, I think it was more like big conspiracy sort of storylines in the sense that you got the NSA, national security, those big terrorism storyline arcs that you'd see from different films of the media. And obviously there've been like other international films, like, you know, The Lives of Others, which is like the German one, Mm -hmm. which I guess is the Cold War as well. They have Lost in Caution, which is, the, I think it's from the Far East. I think it's either China.
1: I've not seen
0: that. That's really... That, was good that 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 literally had me on the edge of my seat. But, and you have, like, the others, are like, you know, the Little Drummer Girl, which is about, you know, the IDF. Myself. Argo
1: maybe, as well. Which one? Guess, Sorry? No. Argo, the Ben Affleck one. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I think yeah, that's, yeah, like, the yeah. Iran crisis. So and, um
1: still the Cold War, isn't
0: it? Yeah, yeah. They had, like, A Most Wanted Man again, which is, um, I think, it's like, post nine eleven. And just um, other things. I think there was one that came out recently. I think it's called A Spy Among Friends on ITV.
1: Yes, that's really good as well. That's
0: really good. But that's more of like the, on the Tinker Tailor side, where it's just a lot of people talking in rooms, which is... Yeah, and it was,
1: the real life scandal was a big influence on Tinker Tailor as well. Yeah,
0: so I literally went down the rabbit hole about like these, like, I think it's like, they were called the Cambridge Five. Mm -hmm. So about like these five people from Cambridge who, you know, became double agents for the KGB so that's kind of you know the history lesson for today but um yeah I think it's sort of interesting because there isn't any big at least in the west big sort of international I guess they're like conflicts but in terms of like direct conflicts where or I don't think Hollywood has or whether is is in, in the UK has really kind of adapted whatever is the zeitgeist to any spy films right now I feel it's just a bit more of like for example how we have here in terms of bit of conspiracy or just people doing their jobs in that sense
1: yeah i mean what would it be brexit i guess would be the one <laughs> yeah. i mean the books um touch on brexit mm. a little bit but the show hasn't mentioned it too much um the other recent spy thing i can think of is the americans yeah that's really uh, good but that's cold war, that's as well. cold war I mean, yeah you had, um spooks um back on in the bbc whatever that was 10 15 years ago i need to watch that um, actually spooks is really good yeah. um but yeah, I think Brexit would be the, the thing, but for understandable reasons, they haven't really decided to do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we've been missing like some great new spy content. Yeah, um, I feel like so it this always kind of old. leads back
0: to the Cold War in one sense, even like the season before. So season two of Slow Horses was kind of centered right, around right. Um, kind of Soviet spooks from back in the day. But um, I mean, it's still good. I guess, you know, it's good that we haven't got any new material because you know we're not in any international wars i guess which is a good thing <laughs> but at the same time it's you know we all need that content don't we to uh hmm. to, to make some new stuff but um yeah i guess we could kind of get into the episode uh now
1: i think um it's an interesting one this episode because the opening sequence you've got which is in uh i think it's istanbul istanbul yeah just a big kind so it's of like quite you off there
0: but that's another thing i like about spy and um, things yeah, it's nice like fun. a travel show but but not because you're kind of going to all these different places and it's like oh, where are we trying to figure it out and everything but yeah sorry carry
1: on no um because the book i think is very like london centric. all of them and the show okay. so far has been quite you know all say it or or wherever they are yeah um near barbican aren't they yeah uh, but yeah, you have this big 10 15 minute opening sequence in um, Istanbul mm-hmm. that introduces these two new characters you've not seen before. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised because I'd forgotten Catherine Waterston from Fantastic Beasts was in it. Yeah. So she pops up. And then I was like, okay, you know, is she going to be a big part of the series? And then, mm-hmm. bam, <laughs> <laughs> is she gone, you know? And um, I'm going to butcher his name. So apologize if I. Uh, Sean Donovan.
0: Shockbird oh, no. Sue. Shock
1: there we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and he's a fantastic actor. Great so um, actor. he's really good as the main like antagonist for the series. Mm. But yeah, so we have this whole kind of cold opening, which is almost like from a different show. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, you know, if we ever kind of go down spin off routes or whatever, um, or want to expand this <laughs> world, there's all kinds of avenues they could go down. Yeah. yeah. And they could do spin offs, man, because there's um, books within books in this series, okay. like other characters. So if, and I think he said, they have talked about that as well so this franchise could just run and run
0: i'm not complaining man
1: give um, me more give us more please but yeah the opening sequence is really good and it's completely different to anything we, we've kind of seen before i think what's good about
0: that as well is it doesn't really it just kind of throws you in lets you figure it out yourself rather than telling you this and that this and that this and that so just kind of like, oh okay we're not in the UK anymore, istanbul they're speaking another language okay she's gonna sell secrets or and yeah it's just a Really, really well done um, sequence, in my opinion.
1: I think, yeah, I think the show doesn't like insult its audience's intelligence either. It's like, you know, we're going to throw some complex stuff at you, but you've got to work it out yourselves. Yeah. Because all that, like, obviously, like each spy thing has its own, like, hierarchy. So, obviously, the way MI5 operates here, you know, with Slough House and the Mm -hmm. dogs and everything, yeah, is completely different to, like, the circus or MI6 in, you know, James Bond. So they call
0: this the park, which is MI5, and the circus would be MI6. Yeah. Just love that
1: but like so the hierarchy it's... you know with uh dame uh diana and um ingrid and so ingrid, very yeah. interesting
0: as well yeah so i mean you're kind of like figuring out what exactly is going on then i mean eventually you find out that um catherine watson character allison dunn who's actual mi5 agents is i mean dead I mean, well oh is she dead
1: <laughs> it, looks, it looks it looks that way it yeah. looks
0: it looks like she's dead yes and you're kind of like oh, okay we these are all new characters. who haven't met any of these before, and what is going on? Then, kind of get into amazing soundtrack by um, Sir McJagger.
1: And I still can't believe they got him to do a I song for an or, Apple TV show.
0: Honestly, man. I mean, it's not like Apple are like struggling with like capital. But at the same time, I mean, McJagger has all the money in the world, so we must. Yeah, been... I
1: think it's just it shows that he respects the material. I think he said he got sent the script, and I think. He'd either read it bef- the books before, or he read them after, and he was like, "This is my vibe." Yeah. Um, but yeah, like as soon as you get someone as like iconic as that <laughs> doing your main theme, you know, you know, you're in for a good time.
0: Absolutely. Just kind of like, yeah, strapping, we're about to a good ride. I mean, we kind of hop back into you know Jackson, played by the amazing Gary Oldman, who is having some medical problems, isn't he?
1: Oh I know, that was quite funny. That was
0: such a funny scene. Cause it's like, what's the limit? Like, how much have you been drinking? It's like just put the limit on there. It's fourteen the limit, isn't it? Just like, yeah, this guy isn't really taking care of himself, is he? And it's, do you still smoke? And it's like, no, I've had a cigarette in fifteen minutes. And it's like, just great, great writing, isn't it?
1: <laughs> what I like about the the show and the books is that there's always like an unspecified amount of time between each each season or each book, and they yeah. don't really bother telling you what's happened between. Rather than, uh, they're all still incredibly unhappy at the start of each season. Absolutely. So you kind of know nothing exciting has happened in yeah. between. They are always still wanting to leave Slow House, even though they're always involved in some scandal or someone's dying or something's happening.
0: Absolutely. Um, I guess we kind of guesstimate on like how far after the...
1: Yeah, the thing for me is that Louisa is still obviously very upset by Min's death. You yeah, know, you Min's see her death. out drinking and yeah. um, one and night stands and
0: stuff. They're still looking for... Uh, they're still looking for a diamond, aren't they? from the Russians yes yes so from, from the end of season two, yeah. Yeah, season two so yeah it's everything kind of all follows each um each episode kind of all follow each other which makes it kind of concurrent as well I'm quite just makes a lot of sense and that, which is another reason why I kind of like this where it just sort of flows through and yeah just nice easy watch but um yeah Jackson kind of realizes that he's being tailed I just do like how he's able to, you know, just do like some really cool spy stuff. Not really cool, but using mirrors and kind of like not walking too quick, walking too slow to definitely confirm that someone is following him and just doing all the kind of subtle spy stuff here and there.
1: Yeah, I think um, the good thing is also it's not just about him. Like if you took him out of the equation, because yeah. apparently he was going to be not like a non featuring character, like he was going to be a, a, almost like an NPC. <laughs> uh, and just be in the background and then mick Herron was like oh i've written a scene with him now this guy's too interesting let's keep him in there absolutely. but it's kind of reframes the whole franchise because obviously he's like the selling point yeah so if you took him out i don't know how it would work honestly um,
0: and it's kind of like you know he's like obviously obviously like a great spy but at the same time he's just so flippant about everything isn't he just
1: <laughs> about everyone about everything it's just he comes out with some great one-liners yeah it's,
0: it's just absolutely cooking in this uh in this in this uh in this episode. But I, I guess like the main like the backbone, the spine of this episode is Standish is kidnapped by the character that we meet in the first scene, which should be a Sean which we learn to be will be Sean Donovan and a group of let's call them friends, acquaintances, uh associates I'd say. And it's kind of like Standish, why is Standish being kidnapped? What the hell is going on? And it's so I mean because, you know, he meets her at the AA meeting, then they go for a coffee later. It's all like a quick chat, kind of like what's going on here. Then it kind of all flips, doesn't it? Where he's like, you're not going anywhere. And it just, the smirk comes out of his face. Then she tries to escape and he thinks she's gotten away with it. Then they just end up by praying in her and it's like, oh,
1: okay. The hell it's a really well done uh, well, i wonder how long that whole sequence from the a meeting to her like, get 10 15 minutes yeah uh, like focusing that. on those two two mm-hmm. characters because it's like help and he's like nah, yeah and then it's the person she's asking for help she's obviously involved in in it and they change it from the book slightly because okay. in the book i think they used to be like a romantic thing the two of them yeah and she knew him before Oh, right. So I'm interested in what made them change it to that they didn't know each other and that they just met at the AA. At the oh, right. Afternoon. So in the
0: books, they had like an affair or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. So in oh, the books, wow. um, he'd been in prison and they're like ex-lovers. Oh, wow. Or like, you know, either a fling or, you know, they knew each other at least and that there, there's something that's gone on between them. Yeah. Um. So I'm interested in why why they changed, changed that. But it still re- works really well in the show. Yeah. And I think yeah. the other thing is whenever they have changed stuff, well, the big change for me is that... Um, spider is still alive at the end of um season two because you know when he gets shot in season two he dies in the book at right that point.
0: okay so um, spider played spoiler. by the uh freddie fox part of the fox, yeah. esteemed is that who you call them the esteemed fox
1: uh, well his <laughs> cousin or whatever Uncle? relation he is, is is not esteemed is he no he's not <laughs>
0: he's actually a bit of a terrible um, person i do like his um maybe his granddad who was in the deal of the jacket which is one of my favorite yeah. I guess, is that another spy it. film? I guess that's another it might sp- be his dad.
1: Is that his dad? Is that his dad? That might be his dad. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check this, yeah. because I want to get... Which uh, Amelia it? Fox, you've obviously got from Silent Witness as well. Yeah. And then there's James and Edward, who are like the the dad and granddad.
0: We're not going uh, to mention the L word, are we?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> well, we've hinted at him, haven't we? Yeah, we have already. That's, that's,
0: uh, that's more than enough. But yeah, the other jackal is like one of like another... I didn't remember, like we're talking about the killer, and... That just reminded me of Dave... Edward
1: Fox, Edward who's Fox. the one in the *Day of the Jackal*. Yes. Is Freddy's dad? Really? So goes, wow! Yeah,
0: that's a proper. But yeah, his
1: dad's in loads. Uh, uh, both his dad and his uncle are in so many classic movies. Yeah, yeah. And shows yeah. *Day of the Jackal* um, reminded me of the killer,
0: the... or oh, the killer reminded me of *Day the yeah. Jackal*. Kind of got that. I think broad, that's a good comparison. Yeah, parallel comparison. But um, I just like him in this show. Like, he's such a twat.
1: He really is. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: at the same time, it's sort of like. Yeah, you just like you just know like you just completely unbearable, man. But at the same time, it's unbearable in a bit of a pathetic way. But at the same time, I just laugh whenever it comes on my screen
1: because it's just it's like you kind of want to see more of him because he's so like slimy. Honestly, and um, he's completely different to like Taverner, who's like a stone cold bitch. Yeah, and then you get him, and he's like uh, puppy almost. Um, he has some good development in this season as well, which obviously he doesn't get in the books. So that's in, again another interesting segue.
0: Yeah. I mean that's quite interesting actually in terms of Sean and uh Standish having a relationship. I guess
1: Yeah, I think it works in both ways. Mm. Like the obviously them having a connection makes the kidnapping more personal. Mm-hmm. Like it makes it feel like she's got more of a purpose to be kidnapped. And he obviously knows she works for Slough House. Whereas this it seems like they're like picking rabbits out of the hat with a who yeah lamb lights and who they're going to kidnap so it's more like calculated i guess
0: i guess they had uh, i mean because they had like the kind of relationship dynamic in the first scene anyway and i think it yeah. might have been just too much
1: just like yeah oh. i think sometimes and i think when they have changed things it's because there's so many characters and mm. there's only so much you can't do like a personal life for all of them yeah and they've obviously decided that river and then the books as well river and louise are kind of the main two that get development really uh, he's Min and um not Min sorry um Roddy yeah and, others, and- well, Shirley oh, and Marcus exactly. get a bit of development as well yeah. but um Roddy doesn't get development until later in the books like he's just a bit of an idiot until you get more stuff with him who Roddy
0: hmm. oh really I mean he's an idiot in a different way so Roddy Ho, who is um played by Christopher Chung
1: I spoke to him last year he's he's a really cool guy Australian guy isn't he yeah, I, I didn't know that. So we, we were having this interview and then suddenly this Aussie accent comes out. And I was like, like, oh, well, that's cool. It's sort of like, but that's yeah, how you know, um,
0: Americans react when, um, you know, someone like or your
1: is like in the film Was like, oh my God, is it Brit? Is, is it Brit? I know, Brits nail the American accents.
0: So, so easy. And um, yeah, I guess, um, yeah, that's kind of like the episode is like literally just trying to figure out exactly why Standish has been. Mm-hmm. kidnapped and obviously we meet the other characters as well there's obviously river cartwright played by the jack lord and who actually so sort of, um the actor i've seen in a lot of places but i think i properly um watched them in um dunkirk he was one of like the flight. Um, He was, yeah, he's the
1: second um, RF pilot to Tom Hardy So that was his first kind of big movie role Yeah, yeah. Um, And he's done a really nice mix of movies and TV since Uh, Like he's in The Gold, uh, which is a BBC show uh, Last year, or this year maybe even And he was in something called Benediction Where he played uh, Siegfried Sassoon, the poet And he was in Small Axe as well So he's done a really nice kind of mix Small Axe, isn't he?
0: Um yeah, I mean he's Scottish and sometimes because 'cause I've watched him in a couple of interviews, that Scottish accent comes out and I'm just like, oh, I can hear it, I can hear it. Actually forgot to mention that I think both of these episodes are directed by um Saul Metstein and it's called Strange Games and Hard Lessons and I mean he's he's got a couple of um interesting I think he's sort of based more of like in just the British T V scene. He's directed a couple of your Doctor Who episodes. Um, Ripper Street, Living the Dream and, uh, and this show called Brass- Brassic, which I just kind of cropped off IMDB. And he's also been a second unit director, which I'm not really sure that is. I guess you're directing a second unit, obviously, but I'm still uh, a bit confused about what like tech-
1: backup directors, yeah, I think. Maybe, maybe if like um because you have a certain number of um directors and producers on each project uh, but i'm not know <laughs> well, if your director theory, so is I... a
0: bit like maybe busy or he, he might
1: yeah i think it's like a support role forced into like quicksand i mean you yeah.
0: can kind of comment and also he was kind of you know location assistant for train spotting
1: well that's what cool. the original one
0: yeah the first one in i think it was 96 so. so he's cool. scottish as well so that kind of makes sense
1: there's clearly a, a Scottish connection going on here. Yeah. There's
0: too many bloody Scots in the show. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I guess not onto kind of like the other, um, horses, as we call them here, you can see like Louisa is sort of obviously going through it after, um, in Harper's death in season two. And I mean, there's that scene where she's at the bar and like the, um, future, like the kind of, um, finance guy kind of walks up to her and starts. I mean, I was just sort of like, this guy. Where's the chat? and it's literally the worst conversation ever. Like, you, I you just meet all those people who sort of they can't wait to tell you about their job and what their job is, and he's like properly mansplaining it to her as well but like what futures is. She's just like, shut, shut up, shut up, shut up.
1: Yeah, it was just cringy, wasn't it? But also like well written in a sense that it's kind of believable.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, kind of. I mean, get back to her flat. And after they're done with the fun things, um, <clears throat> he just grabs, goes to the fridge or freezer and just gets some ice cream ice like, whoever goes to somebody else's house and just grabs a tub of Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. And, I mean, obviously, the reason why, you know, another reason why I like this show is, it's, what, 40, 45 minutes, maybe 50 sometimes. Everything's so crisp and no second is wasted, right? cuz so like, why on earth? Has he brought out the ice cream and you know cookies and cream Ben and Jerry's, which is actually not the worst Ben and Jerry, which is actually quite good Ben and Jerry's to be fair. Yeah. And it definitely kind of seem to um come to the fact that she's um she's got the last diamond, hasn't she? It's hidden in the Ben and Jerry's. A lot of hiding, good hiding spots in this episode. Because she's hiding the Ben and Jerry's at um she's hiding the diamond at the Ben and Jerry's. Now the first um first scene Alison Dunn, obviously the Catherine Watson character, is hiding the, um, the leaked files in, was it beans that she was picking out?
1: Yeah, I think, I think that's right.
0: Yeah, and it was just, I mean, I guess if you want to hide something precious, I guess you could just watch the horses just hide in like a big, you know, just any sort of food <laughs> stuff.
1: <laughs> well, that's what, again why it's so different to um, something else. You just hide it in the first thing you can find, rather than like, oh, we've got to go through this elaborate scheme of, of, of- Finding somewhere good to hide something. It's like, here's the first one we found, put it in there. Yeah, exactly. And it's it. quite believable
0: as well. I think it was um I watched that spy film with uh or that Geordie guy, I've forgotten his name. With Tom Hanks, so I had to like do some switching. But I think he had to hide something in like a coin or something, which was obviously quite believable as well. So a lot of ideas for hiding precious uh documents if you're ever thinking about becoming a spy like your dear host over here. But um, yeah, she's kind of going for it and you sort of realize, oh the diamond, diamond is still here and i'm guessing was that like a good major plot point in the book as well
1: uh, what about the um the lost min- the lost diamond, diamond from the russians it's been a while since i've read it mm. so i'll have to check so i have got a off feeling off the top that of my head, i can't remember a huge amount about there being a lost diamond
0: right cuz i've got a feeling that i mean um that might become a bit a bigger plot point within the season and maybe even the season after i reckon
1: yeah, I mean, but by the point all well, the later books, that's definitely not a thing. So I'm wondering if that's either something they've that was a thing and they've spun it out, or mm. I'll give it a, another read to be honest, uh, because I've read the later ones. So all the specific plot points kind of get muddled up slightly. Hmm. I mean, those are like um, big chunky books, to be fair. But the diamond thing is obviously very clever because it's how River gets into uh, the park.
0: It, yeah, so jumping
1: ahead, jumping ahead a bit, but it's it's, it's obviously a, a key thing throughout the episode
0: absolutely absolutely i mean can we kind of get into that i guess um i guess the majority of the episode is the end of the like the first episode was them receiving a phone call and a picture from sean donovan and his associates about how we need to get these documents and at the park and it's kind of like okay kind of race against time sort of story let's go a clock is ticking it's like kind of like a 24 situation Twenty-four, or another spy. Thing, yeah,
1: I guess. Yeah, so in that same kind of area, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I
0: guess so. Yeah, um, I guess that's like another post nine eleven sort of spy genre kind of thing. But um yes, yeah, so I guess we'll kind of get into the second episode about how um, obviously they've contacted Cartwright, Darkling, kind of like why Cartwright, why not Lamb? Kind of like asking himself these questions. Yeah, he's been asked to meet them at the, at the Barbican Bridge, isn't there in London? Mm-hmm. So he gets there, and who does he see? <laughs> <laughs> good old (laughs) the good old old foxy good old uh james webb aka spider and there's like this is char situation about how he's like the kind of conveyor about you know you need to do this they've got my kind of wearing this together it was kind of like um i'm not sure if you've watched black mirror is it shut up and dance episode
1: i've not actually ever seen any of any have you not i was about
0: to I might an absolute, have seen a bit,
1: but I've not seen any for a while, at least if I have seen.
0: Well, it's not a spoiler, but kind of like a plot points. But it's just meeting different people, giving you different, and giving you like a package: do this or mm. do that. And everyone is sort of all being held hostage, and he's saying it was his sister and kids that are being held hostage, going to kill the kids from a sister, and he's giving him sort of like you know he used to do this before twelve, and yeah, I guess it kind of drives the plot about how. He's been able to get into the park because he's gotten his, um, his sort of pass to get through, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, and then um, you find out that he's meeting, oh God, is it yeah, Duffy? Yeah, Duffy, head of the dogs. Head, the, head, uh, the head dog for this yeah. diamond, um, basically. Um, so it's quite a clever uh, way of him getting in because obviously the park wants to, to know what happened mm-hmm. about this diamond uh, from the end of season two. And it's quite also clever because the dogs aren't under um, Taverner's control or something like that. They're not under no her control. She doesn't more, have yeah. oversight of them.
0: So yeah, yeah. Nick Duffy, played by Chris Riley, who yeah, he was in Industry as well, which is uh, another popcorn for uh, dinner um, favorite. But I think in Industry he was like a proper Scottish. Well, he had a Scottish accent in Industry, and that was um. But yeah, he's really, really. I, I just like him in this one because just you can just see the dis- the contempt he has for each and every of the slow horses. And it's quite, yeah, yeah it's quite,
1: really hates the it's little. quite
0: like funny <laughs> as well. Just him. I mean, there's always that tension between him and Cartwright because they obviously have history from previous seasons. And um, yeah, I did like that scene about how once he um, was able to get a pass into the actual park and he met Duffy and there was like the conversation between him and Duffy about how, you know, what are you doing here? Have you got the diamond? And you know I've got my eyes on you, when you are watching everything, right? And he's like, "Actually, I'm going to escort you." And he's like, "Oh boy." And you kind of see Cartwright, you know, looking at the times, sort of, of risking against time. What did you feel about? How did you feel like that? That little transaction, transaction, that little interaction that they had.
1: It was just the whole sequence of River because he obviously he's on this kind of timer to get these files. The whole sequence where he's having to go like off piece because he has to meet. He chats to up for a bit. He chants to the security guard that he beat up in the hospital in season yeah, one yeah. as well. Fire um, extinguisher. Yeah. And there's that really, they have, they have a really awkward chat <laughs> uh, by the lift. And he's like, Oh, I'm doing a talk here. <laughs> um, and, they, and he like escorts him yeah, down just, to the. Just when you think and it's and like,
0: All right, he's actually in the clay, he's actually free to go. Then it's like, Well, actually, I'm going to yeah. really <laughs> let you through. Um, I didn't get one <laughs> part of that scene, or, of that, let's call it sequence was when um yep. he was being escorted for the diamond from Duffy before he meets the other agent, um dog's agent, when Tavener calls him into her office and he's I know the point is to get him away from Duffy, which is fair. But she was just she just got into, into his off um into her office and was a bit more like um you're like the worst thing to happen here, everything just kind of like moaning to him, and I was a bit like, I don't really get this part.
1: I'm, I'm guessing it's more a reference to season one, like the whole um uh stance, yeah. I mean, thing. I guess all season two like, as
0: well when he called in.
1: Oh, the um, Kurt Kurt Red, Red yes, or whatever and, it was, um, the, about, the planes, about the planes, potentially, hitting and
0: the,
1: I guess, uh, yeah, I guess um, that makes garden.
0: sense because she was a bit more like, yeah, actually, forgot to mention about Tavernier in the sense of um, when she went into. That warehouse for the files, which I think would be a huge driving plot, um, or setting up kind of like the plot as well. I guess he sort of loses Duffy, then runs to the other agents, who eventually, you know, tells him that he's supposed to give a talk to other, you know, new agents <laughs> coming in about how not to fuck <laughs> up your career, like myself, and all that kind of stuff. Then he kind of like obviously disarms the other agents, and it's, it's really so funny that whole yeah.
1: sequence, um. Because obviously you can just tell those two hate each it's other. Well acted as well. and <laughs> there's loads of comedy in there yeah. as well.
0: And it's just like, I don't know, because I was kind of like just get rid of you know, get away from him, and then it's like, all right, I'm off. I'll see you later. And he's still up him about like how your life is terrible, your career is finished. And Cara is sort of like, Yeah, sure, 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 thanks, thanks. Get into the lift. He's like, All right, I'm I'm gonna clear now, and it's like, whoa, wait a minute. Let me let me escort you there. And it's like, Come on, man. Then show me your past, then show me like your security allowance. I'm just like, oh man. It's so so good. funny man. So so funny. And um yeah, he's kind of like going through um I mean I guess it's this is kind of like uh it's uh meanwhile back at the run sort of scenes where it's sort of hopping between Lamb, who's actually figuring out what the hell is going on, um who is yeah, so who is you know who's Donald who's been. actually trying to infiltrate the MI five, who's trying to fuck with the slow horse, it's sort of kind of like, you know that point as well then there's the i think it's ho marcus, marcus yes marcus and the shirley as well yeah. i think i think shirley or ho one of my favorite characters just two.
1: yeah i think she, in the show and the book she's really good and i was because in the book she's a massive uh, druggie in season two i think they basically remove all mention of drugs yeah for her. so i was like oh is she like just a slightly different character so... yeah it,
0: i mean she's quite yeah they haven't mentioned it yet but it's quite she looks always on edge doesn't she just kind of always rushing like she is she's definitely on something yeah and i think it's just all of them trying to figure out exactly who is actually you know what the hell is going on then there's obviously like there's like the Louisa um plotline as well where she's um with a car shows yeah i mean that scene where um they kind of towed her, um, or well, the blue car away because I was walking on double yellow. I'm not saying that like, gave me PTSD because I have a lot of parking stories, but I was just a bit like, oh my god, that's parking ticket inspectors are like my worst, worst enemies. But
1: it reminded me a bit of a uh, promising young woman that uh, when she randomly, you know, smashes up, yeah. um, a car obviously, completely different circumstances, but like just angrily smashing a car, honestly.
0: <laughs> and it's really funny because, like, she actually. Because obviously, we, you know, Ho thinks he's like the know-it-all. And she actually proves... Because these lots, um, mm-hmm. these supposedly expertly spies who have... Swiss um, infiltrated MF5 have used their real names to hire a car. Which, well, which was used to um, kidnap Standish, Because Ho was kind of like, obviously can't be their real names. They've changed their plates. We need to get the dark web. We need to follow this long process to actually find out who they are. Then he was like, "No, just check the names on who registered for the car, and it's, that's it. Yeah, that's it, and that was it. And that's how the slow horses then learn about who Sean Donovan is and how everything comes together. Then, I guess before that, there was like the big chase between with Marcus, who is just the funniest character—not funniest, but like he's quite. I like the i like the kind of vibes with him and him and Shirley." but he's like, obviously he's a gambling addict and everyone in this show just has their problems <laughs> on one or the other, but like him and Sh- um, Shirley are tailing this guy who they think is obviously tailing the slow horses as well outside their, outside their gaff. So it's, um, I mean, I've never heard of tailing someone from the front of someone walking in front of, in front
1: of your. No. And then they, they like set off uh, an alert, don't they? Or something, yeah. yeah. Um, to get him to follow them. Which is clever. I love how Lamb's just there. Like, because they've spent all this time chasing the guy, and then Lamb's just there as yeah, end. Yeah,
0: I got his number plates. <laughs> and That's just shows how, how great it is. But I mean it sort of leads kind of to the conclusion of the episode where actually before that, Lamb obviously does a bit more digging in terms of like who the hell is trying to fuck with us and all. He has to go to his friend when he when he, when he says, Let me I want to do some laundry and he has to speak to his um, other spy friend. Who we've met in the previous seasons about how, you know, who could this be? So he mentioned three names, which are just bloody great. I think these are all private contractors, aren't they? Mm-hmm. So he said Stormbreak is, so it was three firms. So there's Stormbreak, Force, which is just a brilliant name for a,
1: Well, they're nods to other shows as well, aren't they? Because you've got Stormbreaker is like Alex yeah. Ryder. And then Strike Force I think, was a show as well. Um, so I think it's like a little life nice nods to other. Yeah. Oh, That's Alex Rider! Isn't
0: that a movie coming up for that soon? Or has that come out already? We've had the show, yeah, but that didn't really last um, long, did it? I, I don't
1: know if it's still on, but um, it, they've had at least two seasons of it,
0: haven't yeah, they? Yeah, I really loved the books when I was younger.
1: Yeah, I think he's still, it's they're still, still going, which, which is pretty mad. Yeah, he had like a ten-year gap, but he's brought them back. Um, but I am a bit behind mm. on the show. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and what's the last one, Chief? Is it Chieftain?
1: Uh yes, I think that sounds Yeah, right. so
0: and it was. I just really liked that interaction about how like oh, Stormbreak is tired of they're busy with Syria at the moment. Then Strike Force, they're about to take take down the like Varian warlord, and you're like <laughs> everyone is busy, man.
1: Was like because I, I organized it because I logistics.
0: Well. That was just brilliant, brilliant stuff. I literally yeah. watched that like three times, just laughing my ass off. And it's like all right, by a process of elimination, it has to be um chieftain who is headed up by a is it Slymon. Monteith, and once yes. I heard that, I was kind of like, "You are, like, you're definitely, you know, Eton, I definitely a public school, definitely Oxbridge," and it's like, "Yeah, he's a big, absolute pont," and I was like, "Oh, definitely." It's just like this show is definitely just reflecting exactly what I'm thinking. Just a really good um interaction between both of them, in my opinion. And I think Lamb is able to figure it out and how, you know what exactly is going on, but it's not until. And obviously, related to River to get out, because I mean, there's nothing that deep that's going on. Then we've definitely kind of come to figure out that it's a tiger team at the end of the episode. So, would you mind? Because I didn't know what a tiger team was in that sense. I didn't even know, like, what term tiger team meant. So,
1: a team put together to, like, test the security of MI5 or something like that. Yeah, so I'm,
0: um, I've just Googled Tiger Team now, and it says a Tiger Team is a group of experts brought together to solve a specific problem. Yeah, so I'm guessing it's they were testing the security systems for the park.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to spoil it because obviously, then we're, we're touching on stuff that comes out in episodes three yeah. and four. But uh, yeah, you kind of find out that it's not quite as as simple as a kidnapping or or as yeah. you think it is, and they're like. There's lots of different parties involved. And so there's lots more twists in episode yeah. three. So um, episode three is when things get really yeah. juicy.
0: Well, like, I mean, it's still really well done, though. And it's all well done leading to a test, basically. And it's kind of like, oh, okay. I mean, the director is just sort of flexing his muscles. Like, I can literally do all this. And it's not actually leading to, well, not leading to anything yet. It's all a test at the end of the day.
1: No, it's the fact that something is so action-packed for it not to still be quite resolved at the end like you like obviously you got some resolution in a sense like we know who the people are and what mm-hmm. they're doing but like the ultimate aims and like where it's going is still a massive mystery so it, it's just really cleverly done yeah
0: and i feel like obviously um should i mention it at the start that early episodes always have that problem of trying to follow up with the previous episodes of the previous seasons but at the same time introducing new plot points and new guests but at the same time not doing too much but also at the same time not you know still trying to give us a bit to keep us engaged and i always feel like it's always kind of like an interesting sort of line to walk through in terms of starting a new season and how do you put your um your your um your viewers into this new system into this new environment that you've been you know developing to make it make sense from the previous um episodes and seasons and uh, yeah i think that this this did really well i think it was really really well done really, really exciting and uh yeah really really funny
1: yeah it, it kind of has everything that fans will love about the show um and i think the great thing is that there's no sign of quality dropping because obviously like they've renewed it for four seasons yeah. at least and you kind of then think is it going to stay consistently good but obviously the source material, i think the book's at this point, start getting mm-hmm. better. So like, not that they're bad to start mm-hmm. off with, but like four, five, and six is a really strong run of, run of books. Yeah, And there's no bad ones. And there's some real wild twists coming up in the next two books, if, if they get to those. Um, so you know that as long as they're like good at adaptations, that the series, the quality is going to yeah. stay good. I
0: mean, according to Vulture, Apple was so confident in what they had in the Spider-Thriller that it ordered four seasons from the jump, which is just unheard of.
1: I think it helps when they can make them in one batch. Like they filmed this one and four at the yeah. same time. And because of COVID, maybe because of COVID, but they filmed season one and two at the same time as well. And so that means they can have gaps in yeah. filming. Cause like if they're doing uh, one lot or four months, then they can have a gap till they need to do the next lot. And I think Gary Oldman's semi-retiring from everything else. to focus Oh, really? On this. Like he's, obviously he was in Oppenheimer in the summer, but he said he's not oh, yeah, going to do um, a huge amount of, um, he one not though. <laughs> he's not going to do a huge amount of like film or TV work outside of this. I think he really likes playing not surprised,
0: man. It's quite a fun role to play, isn't it? Yeah, because like I feel like at the end of every season, so obviously at the end of season one, we had like a preview to season two. By the end of season two, we had a preview to season three as well.
1: And I'd imagine there'll be a... I haven't seen all the episodes yeah. yet, but I think that my friend has, and he says there's a preview to season four, so, of, so.
0: It's just, it just keeps on rolling.
1: I imagine... If this season is as well reviewed, then they'll definitely renew it for... um, Another four seasons. Because it's one of Apple TV's most watched uh, watched shows, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Well, maybe Ted Lasso might be a bit more... Oh, yeah. But this is definitely up there. Definitely well up there. Yeah, I mean, just keep on giving me more... Giving us more slow horses, please. I mean, it's not like nothing to complain about, too. Yeah,
1: I mean, as long as we don't get to a Game of Thrones position where they overtake the book.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I feel
1: like... (laughs) He seems to write them fairly quickly. Oh, really? Um and like it will be at least another two or three years till they catch up anyway. I feel so. like there's
0: once you start overtaking the books, it kind of I don't think there's ever been an occasion where I mean, let's say the books were incomplete and the movies or the adaptations kind of went past the books and it was still good. Like the two yeah, I can think I of are um, obviously this Game of Thrones, which is I mean, less than <laughs> God know. And
1: at least House of Dragon. Yeah, it? I
0: mean, the well, Robert Ludlum. Um, oh, Jason Bourne. Yeah, yeah Jason Bourne ones, because that was unfinished,
1: wasn't it? Uh, he wrote the first three, and I think there's now like, I don't know if they still do them, but there were like 10 or 11, when I last checked, continuation novels. Uh-huh. Like The Bourne Deception. Is it him
0: that wrote the it? The and stuff someone else
1: uh, no it's it's the same guy and then all oh, the the most obvious one is the girl with the dragon tattoo yes ones.
0: that's what i was thinking about yes that
1: series that series was was, it was unfinished. unfinished
0: yes cuz that um, i mean the first two movies cuz i've watched the swedish ones as well and the first two are just great
1: yeah oh god there are after the the first three born films there's like a good 10 or 11 um more books and then someone else has carried it on jesus so that that so there's like 15 books after the main guy died which is pretty ridiculous. I'm guessing the movies maybe are closer to those ones. I don't know. But yeah, the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo ones, are controversial because I think his wife was initially unhappy with the continuations. So I think she was going to write her own ones or something as well. So it, it's, there's a lot of like issues around those. Um, but yeah, he wrote the first three and then he died. Um, yeah, but that's obviously, we're not talking about slow horses anymore. But yes, so the the key thing is that whenever a, a show mm. overtakes a book, it's bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess that's that was our point. But um I mean we do have quite a lot of books to, to catch up to. Um
1: Yeah, we've got eight main books and I think three related books and some short stories. So there's a lot of material for them to material. pull from. Short are quite interesting. But um
0: yeah, I guess that's uh that's, I guess that's uh I guess we could end our conversation fair slow horses um really good um two episodes i might remember we'll watch it now that we've just done an episode and it. it's just yeah i'm gonna watch really, it again yeah guys uh please watch slow horses let us know how you feel um yeah just one of like the especially if you're like into dark humor dark comedy or spies, thrillers that kind of a um, that kind of uh genre of filmmaking and uh tv shows because it's just great stuff and great performances as well and uh don't forget to like, subscribe to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. We do have a lot of um, content coming your way, a lot of um, TV shows coming your way as well. And I don't even know what's on the list, but it just keeps the content just keeps on rolling, just keeps on rolling. And there's like a lot of like good movies as well coming out. Of this. obviously we do have um, the Killer, which we've released a reaction to that. The Killers of the Flower Moon as well. I think I think Bunkley saw Saltburn yesterday, so yeah, so I want to see that as well.
1: Well, I didn't love it, but a lot of people really think, like it. I think that might be so. A bit of um, me, to be uh, fair, yeah. So there'll be a lot to talk about on that one. And then the is as well. out,
0: um, and Wonka is coming out soon as well. So just just a lot of coming out. Thanks a lot, uh, Chris, for joining us.
1: No, thank you for having me. Great to talk about the Slow Horses.
0: Plug your websites and everything now.
1: Yeah uh so on what was twitter now x apparently i'm uh at chrisconnor 96 which is where i kind of just dump all my uh content for whoever i'm writing for and you'll there's a link to my portfolio in there if you're interested in things i've written and then i think the rest of the socials it's basically the same handle um for all of them so uh whatever alternatives to twitter are now out there
0: <laughs> only fans no
1: no, no. <laughs> not <laughs> not no not quite, not no, quite no, there it. no <laughs> Uh, but, but um blue sky um God, I look kind of loose so reds like as well down. isn't there? um reds yeah i've got the same similar handle on all of those so easy to find all divide.
0: the platforms but yeah thanks a lot chris and uh yeah i guess we'll see i guess we'll see you next week when we're talking about episodes three and four so yeah I guess uh we'll talk to you guys later bye bye <laughs> I was going to get off my face and I was heading out to get off my face and I picked up a stray fuck. Actually, let me do that again, actually. Hold on one second.